0: nothing is more absurd than the notion of a common good. But this is a concept that has motivated many philosophers. It is the holy grail of atheists as it represents the highest possible goal of a secular people. But as we look at ideas concerning the common good, it is important to recognize, mankind has suffered more from those seeking to do good, than from any other source. The atheist's idea that there is a commonality shared with everyone, permits them to create a social agenda. To which they force Christians to partake in. The social agenda of atheists is a thin cover for their desire to eliminate us. The common good presupposes a shared identity. But this is only possible for atheists to entertain and then only under improbable circumstances. To imagine there is a common good would require the elimination of Christianity. It is not possible for Christian and atheists to share a common idea of the good. Christians cannot be absorbed into atheism nor is it able to absorb atheism into itself. We are and will remain divided so long as each has their identity. There is no reconciliation between people who live in faith and those who live by the law. The most fundamental fact of humanity is that there are two groups living it two disparate realities. Reality is not an all-encompassing idea that embraces all possibilities. Perhaps you think reality ought to be all-inclusive, but no one can help but see how deep the divisions are in this world. If unity seems possible, at first glance, it does not take long to see how impossible the elimination of our differences really is. Just think of giving up your beliefs to adopt those of the group you oppose the most. Under all the minor differences there is on major split. There are two races, two peoples and they exist in two distinct realities we may not see these realities because they are not natural in the sense of being physical. You see or think you see a physical reality. In fact, if the truth be told, there is no possible reality that is physical in the sense liberals think of when they think of something that is physical. Once this truth has been accepted, and we see the division is real, it is not difficult to think that two distinct groups in two different realities will understand the idea of the common good in different ways. Yet, it is not uncommon for people to urge their listeners to seek a common good, in some way. This idea of the common good may be expressed in different ways, but behind their pleas for unity and peace, is a belief that despite all of the things that divide us, there is a common humanity or common human identity. If so, what could this be? It might be said that we all want peace. A more sceptical person might ask if it is peace we want, or the defeat of those who do not think like us. It might be argued that we all want prosperity, but if this is predicated on winning in the marketplace of ideas, it is difficult to imagine where the common good is. It is even more difficult to imagine a common good in an environment that is predicated on competition, such as the free market. Is there a common good shared between two politicians that belong to two different parties? Even if it is argued all persons are naturally in favor of a free market, that is not a homogeneous environment. We hold different positions in it and have different relationships to it. Some persons are administrators and other persons are regulators and still others are dependents, as with employees. There is no common identity common to all participants. There cannot be a common good even with a free market. The desires and aims of the employer are not those of the employee. The concerns of the subject are at odds with the rights and concerns of the state. The state cannot operate without property, and it cannot control property unless it can expropriate wealth from its citizens. In fact, there are a vast number of ways the citizens in a political jurisdiction are divided and divided again. It is indeed inappropriate to talk about a common good in a society where the state turns its subjects against each other. But even without the state's help, there are racial, religious, political, and economic divisions. The search for a common denominator would appear to be a hopeless task. Even if we reduce life down to its lowest common denominator and postulate that it is in our best interest to avoid deadly conflict, it is unlikely criminals would join us in a sincere and honest way. Not even a respect for human life is a feature common to all persons. These elementary divisions between people hide a deeper and more primitive line of separation. The Bible refers to this division of the distinction between those who live in faith and those who live in fear. Those who are in fear are fearful because they are exposed to risk and a threat of loss. People of the flesh have property. Their power is expressed through property. But property is always exposed to risk and to a threat of lose to those with greater power. People who live in the flesh become legalists. They create laws to live under. Which further divides us from them. We who have faith do not use or require law simply because we do have faith. Faith and fear are different all encompassing paradigms. Atheists have a very limited understanding of faith. The way they see it is that Christians have decides to postulate an invisible and mythical creature to explain everything we do not understand. This makes as much sense as saying belief in Santa stops us asking questions. Faith has more to do with our relationships with the people of God than with God. Of course we need to believe in God but if we do not have a trusting relationship with others in the church, we will not have God working in and through us. If liberals work through the law and the hierarchies of power and Christians work in faith, what is common to both? The obvious answer is our humanity but what is this precisely more than a word? Are we an animal with a physical body governed by natural and ethical precepts? If so, how can there even be a good common to us? It would be as if we asked what is the common good of wolves or chickens or any other natural creature. A common good is a metaphysical concept it requires a human being that is more than his body. This presents us with a problem, nature does not have a common good and those who are of the spirit have nothing in common with those of the flesh. Even if a naturalist wishes to claim there is a common good he will be hard pressed to explain what he has in common with a Christian. Indeed, we can look at the way we think about reality to illustrate the problem we face. Naturalists think the universe is physical and therefore it contains everything that exists, by definition. The naturalists understands there are all kinds of theories and beliefs held by individuals and groups but these are not physically real. They are ideas and theories and postulates. We can call this the One Reality Hypothesis, ORH. However, even though the postulate claims that the OIH is inclusive it is a contradiction of terms. By claiming to be all-inclusive it must exclude at least one conception of reality. The OIH cannot contain absolutes. By definition all truth statements in the OIH are contingent, relativistic, and probabilities. All truths cannot be contingent if there is a truth that is absolute. It makes no logical sense to say so. But the issue does not end there because if all truth is contingent then this statement is only partially true and only true in a limited context, there being no absolute truths. No matter how one figures it, the ORH assumes there is another reality not included in the ORH of naturalists. This is the reality of absolutes, or in other words, the reality in which God is possible but necessary. Even the common good, were it possible, would only be a contingent good. A common good is an absolute and cannot exist in a reality that is absolutely contingent and relativistic. How can a common good exist in a physical reality that is composed of contingent truth and that asserts every proposition is open to interpretation, there being no objective standard or method of comparison for establishing the truth? The naturalist world precludes the possibility of a common good. However, as we have mentioned, the natural worldview by its own terms necessitates the existence of an alternative reality which we refer to as the Two-Reality Hypothesis, (TRH). In this scheme of things there is the reality of naturalists that is contingent and relativistic, but there is a reality that is absolute and contains absolute statements and absolute truth. This reality is metaphysical and spiritual and contains God is a logical and moral necessity. The common good for a member of this reality is Jesus, not some principle. There is nothing higher than God. Christians have a purpose which is to separate from evil as manifested as this fallen world. We share no values with this world, however. We share no common cause with the people of evil. They live to embed us in their reality and expose us to their costs. In short, it is fair to call Christians radicals and, in our radicalism, we are cut off from those of the flesh. There can be no common cause between the victim and his or her oppressor. There is no mutual self-interest between a radical seeking perfection in the eyes of God and those who think they embody the good.